Welcome to Casual Watch Talk, the podcast from the Casual Watch Reviewer YouTube channel. Join us as we talk everything watches from watch collecting, the latest horology news and interviews. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Let's dive into the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 56 of Casual Watch Talk and it's another video version. Yay, video. Uh, yay, I'm, I'm only <laughs> going to do this two more times till we hit five and then it'll just be like, oh yeah, we still right. have like a video podcast yeah. as well. Yeah, and that's probably about the time when you'll forget that you have the audio podcast as well and your audio listeners will be like, but you didn't describe anything. Oh <laughs> we'll yeah, get, yeah. We'll get lazy and just be like, oh yeah, check this out, it looks so awesome. Yeah. And then our audio listeners will be mad, so don't No, don't we won't, happen. we promise, we'll stay true to ourselves. So we'll how have you been, to, Chris? Try to describe it. Uh, fairly good. It's been a little... Uh, been a little gloomy here we've been uh you know we've been suffering the uh 50 degree weather here so <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry it's not it's it's yeah it's uh kind of overcast and then it turns out nice but i but for the rest of the uh for the rest of the country it's been quite between between us the rest of the country's been quite chilly it really has hasn't it there's been like a freak this freak yeah. winter storm it's incredible like friends yeah. that i've got in texas who haven't seen anywhere near this snow probably their entire lifetimes. Well, yeah. we did a wristwatch check last week. Do, should we yeah. carry on this Keep week doing on. the wristwatch check? Well, Keep it up. Do you want to kick us off then? <laughs> Today I am wearing my white dials in 104 on a very straightforward black NATO. I was uh, inspired. I saw someone just have it on like just a black NATO. And I was like, gosh, this looks so, so, so good. Nice and comfy. Yeah, with the white dial, it black, looks good. Yeah, white dial, black NATO. Um, I've been wearing this uh, this Veya, this new Veya that I got last week, and yeah, nice. I really, I'd really like it. I'll splice in some footage here of me of me wearing it. What's so cool about the dial is I just thought the dial is so unusual. I think I mentioned this last week, mm -hmm. and it takes a while to get used to it just because it looks so unusual. But once you get used to it, it, it looks awesome. And Stephen on the Facebook group who has his own channel, his own YouTube channel now, which is called Quick Set Day. I'll leave a link uh, down below. He mentioned, he's like, oh, that looks just like an old Jaeger LeCultre Deep Sea. And I looked oh. that watch up and it really does. It, oh, it's a, nice. a very nice nod without being a homage because that okay, one was yeah. a compressor and an, uh, an alarm case as well but yeah big big fan of this veya and this will lead us on to some interesting micro brands that we'll talk about for the main part of the show because i think these brands are really stepping up the game well we did them um, wristwatch check so we do watch mm. obsessions yeah sure let's let's go into it uh so my watch obsession this week is a continuation of a conversation we had uh we were talking about those mark ii um the ben Roos, the mark ii be the bezel oh, yeah and the inserts yeah, the type ones, and I, yeah. if you type in uh or type two right or type one i think is... type two's got the um the numbers on it hasn't it the type one right. is just the dots yeah yeah right okay if you type in you know uh type two or benris homage into google there wow <laughs> there's there's a there's a couple of there's some options there. There's a been a bunch of companies that have made them, um, and a bunch of companies still sort of making them. So there's you know, and they're hotly contested. Like uh, you know, internet internet forums are, are hotly debating 
which which of the versions is is best i had my eye on the on that bezel that we kind of talked about and so i uh i'm considering picking it up it's uh it's for sale um who's it uh uh Namoki mods has it that guy has been going for ages hasn't he and did he does he still is it all done through didn't he used to do it all through instagram uh so you're thinking of yoboki oh right yeah okay right seiko boy backwards yeah, seiko yeah. boy backwards uh so yoboki ha- has gotten himself a real website now which is nice i haven't been on it in a while uh, so also something to check out. Uh, this is what I was checking out. Uh, so this this bezel style. Okay, so it's the 12-hour bezel, but has the right. increments for the first 10 minutes of the dive timer. Yeah, I think it's just uh, so sharp looking. So really like that. And so I was looking at uh, at some options. And then it made me hearken back to one of the first Seiko mods I did uh of a military and i'm I'm considering doing another one with uh you know sort of that style that uh, military style um i did uh this watch here with actually uh, uh rock tumbled or you know if for a bead blasted finish actually put it in a tumbler oh right to okay ca- to kind of get that so like a geologist rock polishing tumbler thing uh yeah like a like uh, uh or the you know harbor freight harbor freight uh rock uh rock tumbler and then v- used various different so like i had some experiments where i used various different types and coded you know of, of different uh material in there uh vibratory tumbler uh and so did did some different you know some different uh, looks to it and i just was looking i was like wow that turned out really well I'm really proud of myself here. So uh, maybe something like that with like a, you know, the 24-hour, the 12, 24-hour bezel that, that you know, Seiko, Seiko 5. They do make one uh, of these that is all loom, but you gotta, you kind of have to like find it. Um, But yeah, I, I basically, I ordered parts to make uh, two watches. I ended up with uh, the fun, uh, the fun postmodern mod that I did. And then this, uh, and this military, and ended up uh, ended up selling both of those. So, but uh, but had a lot of fun making them. It was kind of my first foray into into watch mining. So that was my. Uh... You just to- before I go on to my session, you just totally reminded me of Todd. I know we weren't talking about Hodinkee, but there isn't an episode that goes by that we can't poke fun to- fun at Hodinkee. They basically released this book. So they've got a book called. Daytona Perpetual. Just let me um, let me screen share this so we've got it up here. So essentially, they released this book, the Daytona Perpetual Basic Edition. So the basic edition of this book is the book is three hundred and sixty-two dollars. So this is right. a obviously an illustrated book. Now, maybe that's not crazy. It's mm. uh, you know, a nicely printed book. Anyway, because it's Hodinkee, that 362 is by no means where they want to stop. So they made a deluxe edition of this book, $857. Okay. So same book, but deluxe edition. Correct okay. me if I'm wrong in the comments of this YouTube video, but I think it's the same book. Okay. And then not content with that mm, and not mm-hmm. content with these two books being exclusive enough, one that's $852 the other ones then they released 
a limited edition of the same book. I mean, they've added some additional finishing to the pages and stuff like this. Thousand... A nine 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 limited edition. Okay. This book is five thousand two hundred and five dollars. They've put it in like a wooden box. It's it's for all price ranges. Yeah. I just it's it's obscene, it, isn't it? I, yeah, it's funny because I like they keep they keep doing it as like it's it's a it's going to be or it is already a cliche. It is it is like it is the uh we have this thing that that was $25 that we'll gladly make a special edition for and sell you for $175. We we also have another version that we'll sell for 500 and then if you want to be in the special kids club, we'll sell one for 5000. And you're just like it's the, it's basically the same thing and you're, but they're just selling it to like the different groups of people. I don't know. Yeah, and I was sort of reading a bit about this the $5,000 version. So it comes in like a wooden outer box. And then they're like, mm-hmm. oh, each of the pages is treated with a UV protection. I don't get it. Anyway, yeah. so uh, that that was, uh, that was you just totally reminded me of it when we were talking <laughs> about right. the Ben Roos right. there. Yeah. yeah, so my watch obsession has been actually a watch that I already own. So I've oh. been, you know how I've been obsessing about the Omega, the Skywalker, because it's been to space mm-hmm. and it's the Annie Digi that all the astronauts oh, use? Yes. Well, turns out that there's an astronaut that's going up in the next Tesla, the next Dragon SpaceX mission, Ben Hines, okay. I think he's called. And he wears a Breitling B1, the same watch nice. that I've got. And nice. it's this, it looks to be a very similar model, except his is obviously was a an Air Force purchase because... This is one of the best things about NASA's website is all of the images are free and some mm-hmm. of them free to use. So I use a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. And you'll see a lot of other YouTubers use NASA images because they're mm-hmm. actually, um, I don't know whether it's because it's a government organization or funded by the taxpayer. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we paid for it. So <laughs> I, I believe it's that. I believe that's correct. <laughs> so they take yeah. a massive, they've took a super high quality image nice. of his, like his, and you can zoom right in on the watch. Right, like throw a picture right. here, like box. surface of Mars, like 4K. You're like, you're, you're yeah. I, that, some of those, are like, uh, if you want, I love grabbing. I actually just grabbed a, a Martian. They did a, a Martian panorama. We're getting ready for the touchdown of the next Martian rover, and I was excited about it. And I grabbed a Martian panorama for like my. I have a 27 inch monitor, and then I have another 24 inch monitor in portrait mode. And so I've got, you know, something like 5,000 pixels here of space. And and so I just grabbed uh, a high-res download from NASA, and they have no problem handing you a 128-megabyte PNG file. <laughs> it was just, I was like, whoa, that, whoa, that's big, to the point where I actually had to scale it down in order to make it my background. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't need half of this, you know, kind of things go good, yeah. Good stuff for images and... Uh, so he's uh, so he's slated to fly in the next uh, four four person capsule. Yeah, I, I need to look yeah. into this more, but I think yeah. it's the one where there's is this where there's private citizens going as well. Uh, no, I think they're going to do another crew. So it's Crew Dragon two, and then once they get there, they'll send Crew one home because they had the demo that was just Bob and Doug, and then and and uh, who's either Bob or Doug? One of them had the X thirty three on. And then um, this latest crop uh, went up. We saw 
um, some X33s. We saw, uh, I think, an old school Speedmaster, if I remember correctly, uh, mechanical, and uh, some Apple Watches. So, you know, those are those are all, I guess, flight tested now. Um, but uh, but it's funny because a lot of people were like doing the. They were asking about Apple Watches uh, going to space, and and I think this might this crew one for dragon that might have been the first time they've had apple in space i bet an apple space watch aficionado could correct us in the comments but i'm i'm i think it might have been the first one but uh got into a great discussion uh on online about sort of like if you want to really get excited about space hardware you know check out the x33 so pretty cool yeah and i just uploaded my 10 things you should know about the Speedmaster if you're new to watch collecting. And one of them was that Microsoft, I suppose, technically beat Apple to the game because they That's, co yeah. they co um, made that watch with Timex, that data link, which was a mm -hmm. 1990 smartwatch. Incredible story to that because it was the first smartwatch that could sync with a computer, but it basically would sync through light. So there was like a mm -hmm. barcode that would flash on the screen, probably ahead of its time and probably not that useful because you had you could put calendar invites and stuff like that in there, but just yeah. the small, it was, it was a Timex it, Iron Man with a yeah. dot matrix. It was very, uh, it was in the realm or in the same era of uh, Palm Pilots, infrared, you know, so you'd have to, you know, the handful of people that had uh, a Palm Pilot for their, you know, for their calendar and their and their business stuff, and they'd, you know, you'd you'd pop them next to each other and they could sync, they could sync data. So same sort of, same. Yeah, sort of there. and there was a Game Boy game that did it as well, and there was a yeah. watch. There was Casio watches where it was a game. I mean, obviously yeah. you had the one that was a TV remote, but there was one where it was a a game that you played um, between mm -hmm. two watches. Uh, um, they're fascinating some of those vintage I think vintage yeah. Casios is what really got me into watches because every time especially in the 80s and early 90s every time they bought out a new watch it was amazing wasn't it yeah like, I know yep thermometer yeah, we, uh, and oh but yep had the thermometer watch had the calculator and then I was I had to let go of the calculator because it wasn't waterproof and so I had to, you know, and then stepped up to like a regular G-Shock, the old, uh, the old style G-Shock, and then, you know, moved on from there. So yeah, lots of nostalgia right now about, uh, about all that stuff. Very cool. Let's dive back into the share here and dive into the news. We've got some interesting news stories, I think, this week. First one, I'll touch on it very briefly. Grand Seiko have released a new watch where the dial is supposed to be like a birch tree. Um, from the photos, it looks amazing. I I've seen some of these Grand Seikos in person. The, the finishing on the dial is is like, it's next level. Like Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen another luxury watch that has a dial anywhere close to a Grand Seiko, except for a, that Patek World Time that had the um, the Coach Geneva, whatever it's called, on mm -hmm. the dial. But this looks incredible. I mean, it's it's hefty. I mean, we're on Watch Pro here, and it's eight thousand five hundred pounds, so it's probably you know upwards of nine and a half, ten thousand US dollars. Mm -hmm. um, high beat movement. It it looks good, but probably a little bit rich for my taste yeah yeah i mean maybe not for us but uh for the for you know value for money i mean that that price range and to get that level of finishing i mean i think they i think they're uh they're coming through now this is the the high beat movement this is the 3600 yep 
36,000, excuse me. And on the on the back, I mean, just the, the back of that thing looks great. One to definitely watch out for. Their mm. next story is, I think it's been, I don't think we've ever talked about Patek so much as we have in the last couple of podcasts, but apparently know, right? yeah. 2020 was not a good year for Patek. Hmm. Um, apparently <laughs> sales slumped 20%, which mm. I don't think it gives an actual monetary figure, but can you imagine what 25 what 20% of mm. Patek's yearly sales are must be a significant, significant That's a big number. Yeah, yeah, that's a significant number. And, and, you know, tough to say what their, um, you know, what what their margins are on their stuff because they're doing in-house stuff. So, you know, that's there's a whole bunch of stuff built in. I'm sure it's not cheap, but at the same time, they're trying to make it, the margin is as, you know, good as they can. It's not a, you know, it's a luxury product. They certainly can build in a bunch of extra in there. I wonder if it's the, um, so I, I, if I recall, I, didn't they stop, didn't they halt production like Rolex did? Yeah, they, apparently they postponed everything till this year. So it talks briefly about it in this article, but what I thought was the next, what I thought was funny is, Mm -hmm. so the announcements made sales slump 20%. And then the next story, and they're probably not linked. This is total conjecture on my part, by all means, you know, take it with a pinch <laughs> of salt. Suddenly it's, it's oh, we discontinued the Nautilus, but there also will be a boutique limit. There'll be a boutique version of it still. So somebody, oh, maybe the board of directors okay. have gone, yeah, that's, yeah. that's just not. But he's, but he's doing the whole... Um, it's funny because this article's doing the whole, when Apple removed the headphone jack from the iPhone and they were like, we've made the bold move to, right. um, you know, move. And everyone's like, mm, no, yeah. that's not, that's not the definition of bravery or being bold. That's right. being cheap and not working out how to properly water seal a headphone right. jack so you can make the right. phone waterproof. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, again, yeah, yeah we opinion. couldn't overcome the technical challenge, so we just decided we opted out. Yeah, kind of. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so now I must have like three or four of those little dongles, pain in the ass. Anyway, um, <laughs> so apparently, uh, the report in the New York Times is that the replacement reference for the five seven one one will be uh, quite major. It will be a better reference, he promises. So it's going to be a boutique only, but. What you said last week, it also mm. mentioned in this article, which, and I don't know whether I'd ever heard this before, but yeah, apparently for the Nautilus, some of the waiting lists were 10 years. Yeah. 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 Just. <laughs> I'll never I, understand I'm... why. And it's probably not just the watch industry. I'm sure everybody in different um, collection, you know, realms of lives, knives and things like that probably suffer yeah. the same thing. But. Why can't they just build another factory? I mean, yeah, there's thousands, a, true... a 10-year waiting list. It's yeah. thousands upon thousands of... Yeah. I I feel, yeah, if you had known that, I mean, if that had, if that had been known to them, I, I just, I feel like, what, just don't touch it. Just, just let it, just let it go. Like, there's no need to, there's no need to mess with it. I mean, you can make other watches, certainly. But I mean, if everybody's waiting for that, uh, you know, very, very hard decision from management because they they have to sort of figure out. And and I was going to uh, add to this. I wonder what the I wonder what the used stuff because you know everybody's got everybody's got quarantine quarantine surfing the web itis, and I'm sure people with you know 
with uh, two thousand dollars of uh, disposable income are this, doing the same browsing as people with uh, twenty five thousand dollars of disposable income, and the same people that have two hundred fifty thousand dollars of disposable income. Yeah, we all have tablets and we're all browsing the web. So I wonder, uh, I wonder how much of that, you know, sort of affected. I mean, I I feel like uh, Rolex is a good example of of someone who's keyed into the used market and and we'll we'll say like okay well there's you know we're seeing them for this so we can make nine of them <laughs> yeah you know and like if they're and to continue sort of you know uh you know if they're smart they're kind of they're kind of looking at that whole a, a whole chain of of their brand um so i i wonder if they're just not if they're missing something there because they had a lot of used sales the price jumped then they discontinued it then they said well not not real we'll do a boutique only well this and this is the funny thing isn't it because what other business in the world would have a waiting list of customers for the next 10 years who have right. committed to buy the product they want the product you could probably mm-hmm. take a small deposit off them maybe and mm-hmm. then they're suddenly like no no we're not we're not <laughs> feeling that do you know what i mean i mean especially with right. the covid and everything right. that's happened this year to have an industry where yeah. you know yeah. there's 10 years worth of orders there yeah yeah i don't i just I, don't i still I mean, don't understand it same with yeah, rolex yeah i mean i can think like so if you think like early tesla like early Tesla Roadster, I can think of some of the folks that like just plunked down money. I was I was watching a good uh, a good review on the on the original owners, the original creators of Tesla, um, and just the people that were just super excited about like electric sports car and just like shut up and take my money. But you know, to your point, even when they had problems where they were like. They had manufacturing problems and they had like, you know, issues with the the, the electrical and the, the body harness and the, man, you know, and all the connectors and whatever. And so they were recalling cars or bringing customer cars back. They couldn't provide enough customer cars. I mean, it still got to the point where you had customers that were like, OK, but where's my freaking car? You know, like you still got to that point where it's like, OK, you know, like, where's my car? But I feel I feel like here's a situation where it's like, well, we're going to open the velvet ropes and then you will be brought in and you will be given the experience of buying a Patek. It's funny that you mention about the Tesla because I've been watching this documentary on HBO about the Dale car, three-wheel car back in the 70s. It ended oh, up being right. a bit yes. of a con, but yeah. people were, it was when there was a gas crisis in the yep. 70s in the US and people were like, take my money because it had a motorbike yep. engine in it. It was three wheels. Right. So similar to your, to your Tesla yeah, story. 60 miles to the gallon and then you didn't have to have a like, you had, you had like you, you could license anything because it was three wheels so it was like a tricycle it was a trike yeah yeah exactly but i, I just don't understand it. and the, the the new ceo is like uh no we don't want those 10 years of orders we don't want these customers <laughs> right. that are willing to that love the product so much they're willing to right. wait like 10 yeah. years for it and it's the yeah. same with rolex as well you wonder when i i, I, I walk through um we're at the local mall today and I walked through a place that had pre-owned Rolexes and all they've got in the in the windows is like the weird looking date justs when they did like large numbers or some other crap or stars or something on the dial that's all they had in there I'm thinking what advert is this for Rolex where Mm. you you just can't get it I mean I know like Hermes handbags does something similar but 
I, I, I'll never. Somebody, somebody, economic. Somebody who's good at economics is looking <laughs> right. at this, going, "This is the most genius thing that's ever right, happened. Yeah. Any company has ever I done." Know. Well, the rest yeah. of us are scratching our heads, like, "Yeah, this just like this doesn't, doesn't make sense. it right." Yeah, no, it it falls right in that. It falls right in that. Like humans are totally rational until they are not completely rational at all. <laughs> you're just like, and you're like, we. And we got them. We got them right there. Just like right when it comes up to like, you know, like, of, of course, we'll s- sell this thing. I mean, I, I can think of like Silicon Valley companies. If you had a sil- if I if I had a company and I had 10 years of orders lined up, I literally would include that in my sh- in my uh, in my sheet of like, you know, if for an investor, I'd be like, the company is worth this because, oh, yeah, by the way, we have 10 years of orders ready to go, whether we have the cash or not. Like that's. That has some value. This, especially Silicon Valley, like, oh my God, what did you, what amazing advance in technology did you make for 10 years with us? Like, well, no, actually, it's used a movement that we decide, designed like 30, 40 years ago. Right, right. It's exactly, yeah, exactly. You know, we've made yeah. some minor tweaks to it, but it's the same. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I, th- I definitely, I mean, we, we, we have talked about it a lot. It definitely feels like that, right in that, like, luxury goods but also the like golden age of mechanical watchmaking where it's it's modern and everybody is like excited about it and so the prices are just you know and then in 30 years everybody's gonna look back and be like why was the why was the Rolex Daytona fifteen thousand (laughs) dollars and so and who knows I mean maybe it'll still be super valuable but I mean it's the same sort of you know, like some of the prices of these these things that just go up and down, and you're just like, "What? Why was that?" You to- you've just totally reminded me of something else. A, a classic, classic tangent, classic casual watch talk tangent. Let's do it. Somebody mentioned Steinhardt on the casual watch talk Facebook group. Please <laughs> the back join of your hair it. Stood up. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm no fan of Steinhardt. I'm no fan of you know those 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 ilk of watches where they've just yes, copied yes. them. But Steinhardt have created. A Daytona copy, I'll say, with but the copy of that extremely rare custom one that that had the sapphire dial that an aftermarket company created for I forget which racing driver it was now, but okay. it was one of these custom shops. It wasn't Bamford, it was it was somebody else, and they created a sapphire dial Daytona, made a very few limited editions. So Steinart right. had taken that. And then they've taken the rainbow um, opals on okay. there. I, I'm I could show a picture now, but I'm not going to because I do not want to uh, uh, promote Steinhardt in any <laughs> don't way. Give them any, but I was like, any what a bizarre, yeah. what a bizarre thing to do yeah. to take like an ex- two extremely rare, rare Rolexes and then just like sort mash them together. Them. And I'm like, oh no, this isn't this isn't a Rolex. This is you different. know what we need. Yeah. Oh jeez. I yeah. It's like. Whatever, what they're throwing, you know, they're they're throwing whatever will will sort of stick. I yeah, I I'm I continue. I have owned a Steinhardt. I think that their their uh, value as far as as far as what the the mechanism, as far as the what they're providing, the ETA movements, etc. Great, but yeah, I it comes along that. That comes with a lot of baggage. Uh, I always liken it to a Ferrari. Like I can't afford a Ferrari, so mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't like lament the fact that I can't afford a, a Ferrari. It, but if somebody said to me, "Oh, Toyota just built this like almost identical <laughs> replica of a Ferrari," right. and right. you'd be like, 
wow, the, well, the Toyota engine is obviously going to be really good, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's still a copy of right it's still a copy of a ferrari it's just doesn't i mentioned this in one of my other videos you can fake the watch but you can't fake the romance or the history that that watch has exactly that's you nailed it that's exactly right and so it just and so as if you are a one watch guy and you want that you want that cool looking homage watch steinhardt is a brand that does it and it mechanically will be fine. Finishing will be fine. Nothing to write home about, but at the same time, it'll be fine. But at the same time, you and I, as, as you know, watch folks. Yeah. Good, good luck. If we're, if we're caught, if we're caught talking about Steinhardt, cause you just, you, then it just opens up that discussion where you're like, oh yeah, they just basically made this crazy watch. This, you know, it's not their IP. They didn't, they're not doing anything original. The stuff that they are doing that's original is few and far between. Yeah, so. and I um, somebody emailed me once after one of the Steinhardt videos I, I posted, and they said, "Well, there's an, there's they do this Rolex version of an extremely rare Rolex. I don't know whether it's called like the Red Triangle or something. People will know it anyway. Steinhardt made it, and he's like, "Well, this nobody can get the original Rolex. So I, what if I want yeah. the look? And I'm like, well, yeah, you want that look." Because it is a rare Rolex. If Rolex made like a hundred thousand right. of these, yeah, and it wasn't rare, you probably wouldn't. You know, it's that fear of missing out, or that like forced scarcity of things. But anyway, right, right, yeah, yeah. There's, there's so there's so many good analogies of it. I mean, like every car that has a hood scoop that's just blocked off, and it just has like a piece of plastic behind it. <laughs> So you got this scoop and you're like, so you you wanted the cool sports car with all the the, the scoops and stuff, but none of these scoops work. <laughs> and so you're like, so you you can't you're not you're not you know, so like, yes, it harkens back to a time in the sixties where you had the shaker hood and the, you know, and the forced air induction. But none of that happens anymore. So then you're like, so that you feel like there's that disconnect where you're like, uh, am I just representing? Like, oh, I, am I getting the feeling? And is that enough of a feeling? And I, I totally understand. For some, definitely you and I, it's like, yeah, it's not enough. It's got to be like it's. There are plenty other watch brands out there that are in our price range that have heritage that have stuck to their heritage. So. Absolutely. And we'll yeah. be talking about some of these later. It's so funny that you mentioned about the hood scoop because my mini's got that on there. Um, it's got the the hood, the in- air intake, and you can actually buy a kit that reverse engineers it into an actual air intake. <laughs> so anyway. Yes. So uh, you can uh, eat leaves, wet leaves and birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so funny. It's great. <laughs> okay, well, let's dive back into the news. And they... This is another story from WatchPro, and they plugged one of my favorite YouTubers and all-around nice guy. I've spoken to him a few times. He's great on Messenger, just a real nice, nice guy. And this is Federico from Delray Watches. So apparently, I didn't know this because we we hear so much about about John Mayer that Mm. I didn't realize that Ed Sheeran was also a big watch fan. Did you know Mm -hmm. this? I yeah I had I did know that but I've heard that yeah so apparently um he had some eighty Tudor Black Bay watches custom made for his tour crew for a, mm-hmm. for his, a recent tour that he did and not only um for the video viewers here I'm showing the back of the Tudor watch on Watch Pro that has an engraving 
on it, but also he had the dial done as well. So oh, there's so, a like so wow. So Tudor uh, Tudor did a did two there the engraving on the back and the dial and a special looks like the what was that that's the tour the symbol of the tour the multiply sign. It doesn't make it clear whether they got Tudor to customize these watches or whether that he sent it somewhere else to get them customized if i if i remember correctly and obviously hit us up in the comments i if i remember correctly he it was Tudor that did it wow so so unlike uh unlike you know rolex rolex will probably do this if if you're a um uh chic uh oil chic <laughs> from from the middle east but still but uh for the most part they they're not doing those dual branded um or they want they're not going to do new new dual branded stuff um that's a you know that's a hard to come by thing for rolex but uh looks like tudor more open to that and uh yeah they pulled it off and i forget the story i'll have to link to the the video i think federico has a video of how he came across it or it mentions it here in this article yeah i'll definitely have to watch that i just saw this on watch pro i'll, I'll leave a link to it if you're an ed sheeran fan and you've got fifty thousand dollars burning a hole in your pocket then you're going to get a very unique tudor black bay watch at uh, one of only 80 and you had to be a member of the tour crew to get this so i wonder i i, I haven't seen the video yet but i wonder if i'm sure he doesn't mention who he got it off because yeah i'm sure, I'm sure like a, a, a painted it correctly or legally obtained it but <laughs> but no oh doubt. yeah but, yeah uh, it's got yeah, like sure the whole mention, the but... whole kit like papers and everything of course yeah. as with uh, most tudors it's on the um the nato like i had to have my uh, black bay 58 yeah. on the nato yeah yeah no brace no bracelet here so yeah, you're you're a roadie you're you're fine <laughs> well for our audio listeners we'll just pause for a very quick ad break well hello welcome back everyone to casual watch talk so i thought chris for the main part of this we would talk about micro brand watches because most of last year like covid didn't really affect the micro brand community there was still a lot of micro brands coming out and the same thing's happening this year as well i'm getting contacted a lot by micro brands so i thought i'd talk about a couple that i was super impressed with last year and then also i don't know how you feel on this but i'm worried when too many micro brands are when when's when is enough enough like is there ever mm. going to be a point where there's too many micro brands yeah like right, where is our saturation we um we talked about kickstarter last week or the week before and i feel like that's an indication of maybe the time is is slowly turning on Everybody has a micro brand and everybody's producing, you know, a hundred boutique watches that everybody wants to get a hold of. I feel like that the time on that is ending. The sun is setting on that. You know, Kickstarter definitely, you know, that was the beginning of that um, and certainly led the beginning of that. And uh, now that that's not the case based on their sales and based on new because, I mean, two years ago, three years ago, it was like, you know, where every, I mean, even even when we started this podcast, there was like, at least I, I can remember at least like three, four that was just constant. <laughs> this one on Kickstarter. Oh, I saw this on Kickstarter. And this is Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Um, and now that that's kind of dried up, I feel like the 
chain of events is naturally uh, for some of these, you know, boutique micro brands. Um, so I would say get them while you can. Um, that's that's one one piece of advice. Just yeah, uh, you know, just like my sage wisdom on this is, I think when you hold out and you say, well, I'm just wait, I'm waiting for you know the perfect one or they want to make this or they're going to make this special edition or they're going to and you're just like because the time's ticking on some of these these brands maybe the time is now to to you know give them your money and keep them afloat (laughs) i'm quite selective with the micro brands that i review and not for any reason other than i don't think so a couple of things that make me choose whether i review a micro brand or not is a it has to be interesting to the audience it's not about whether i think that um you know there's no there's no reason like where i'm like oh no i would never review this watch right but it's whether it's interesting because i got contact what got me thinking about this topic is i got contacted by a watch company and they had like an okay okay name and they wanted me to review this field watch and it was just it was your classic paint by numbers field watch right and yeah. I actually replied back to him and said, oh, you've got another interesting watch on your website, which looked mm-hmm. a bit like some... Uh, the narrative I was thinking was, oh, this looks like some of the new Tissot watches. So you could kind okay. of spin a narrative around the fact that this was a similar price, but a mechanical versus the Tissot. And they're like, no, no, that one's... Um, we're, we're, we've sold out of that one. So we just want you to review this field watch. And I'm like, well, then no, because yeah. all, what... What am I going to do? Yet another field watch video, like countless other YouTubes, right. where it's like, is this the rival to the Hamilton Khaki? Yeah. Well, no, it's not. Like, there isn't a rival to the Hamilton Khaki. <laughs> right. It's right. just, that's an, just an all-round good watch. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's $600 and just go buy it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so, so I'm, I'm interested to know what they think. Um, mm. But I think there's some really good micro brands coming out of Singapore for some reason. So we mm-hmm. know... Um, you, you know, uh, Boulder, I think, is is from Singapore. And mm-hmm. uh, this Rise Resolute, which somebody sent me in, or this Rise Razor, I think they've changed mm-hmm. the name to RSE because everybody else thought it was, and I even said Reese on it, but oh, okay. it was supposed to be German for Razor. But they okay. sent this new dive RSR, watch in. Yeah, to, yeah. Look at this, a titanium case, fully titanium bracelet. I'm not nice. sure what the price on this is going to be, but it's going to be less than $500. Now, if yeah. imagine if, like, you know, another well-known brand had done a fully mm. titanium. Look, mm. it's got a fully titanium with fitted bracelet right. links. I, yeah. uh, for the audio listeners, I'm just showing this up to the camera, but essentially it's a geometric cased watch with a fully integrated bracelet that fits perfectly into the mm-hmm. the end lugs there. Um, so I think these guys are doing a great job. Again, really nice dial. And I'll probably mention Vare again, but for $500 and then for $800 for the ETA one, I think you're getting a lot of value with micro brands at, at the moment. And yeah. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm excited, but also apprehensive about the market so i'm excited to see what some of these brands that i've really enjoy will come out with but also worried about the saturation of the market as well so yeah great conversation about micro brands i'm excited about reviewing more this year there's a couple that have 
remained very elusive to me. So if anybody from these brands is listening, I think, Chris, I could probably name three off the bat that I would really like to review. Okay. What about you? Have you is there um, any that yeah, you're could, interested in? Yeah, I could probably come up with a couple. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I would say uh have you gotten a have you gotten to take a look at a Baltic yet? This is a top of my list. I would love to review a Baltic watch, especially that GMT with the yeah. beads of rice. In fact, I think this um going back to this Veya, I like the bracelet that they sent, but I think if it had a beads of rice option, I think it would have just but the what Baltic have done with that GMT and you can tell that one that we liked, the blue and gray, is right. the one that sold out on the website. So I think of they course, must have yeah. under, underestimated the demand for that one. Yeah, yeah. Definitely one that I really, another one I would really love to review is that Formex, the Formex 39mm mm. version. Uh, Formex is another one of those, uh, very similar to like Boulder, where they're starting to get a... Um, style you know an industrial sort of like you could recognize it without without knowing looking at the dial yeah and it's um, um it dep- it's a less they're less extreme than their very early watches i think the very early watches were very like industrial looking and it's yeah. funny that they've had success with a watch that's slightly more understated yeah i'd uh i'd love to get i'd love to get my hands on a halios oh yeah somebody asked um, me about that this week but they are i i either either they're they're just they're instagram darlings for sure and they they don't they they sell out quick and i see them all the time and they just i mean they have that one with a uh with just a 12 hour bezel on it and that and that blue that kind of soft off-white hand color um with a kind of a not a what's the difference between a not not a not a uh, sea blue but uh you know that... yeah it's similar to that zodiac wasn't it that sea yeah. that sold out almost straight away like a sort of a na- like a navyish blue but yeah yeah very very cool um who else is on your list i would love to review an oak and oscar watch oh yes yes I, you hear nothing about I, i've not seen one in person but you hear nothing but good things about them. Did they come? Yeah. They come and came to speak, didn't they? At one of the watch groups that um, I, I don't think I was in attendance then. But yeah, I, th- I think so because I've seen them. I've definitely seen them on the wrists of uh, our uh, our OC Chrono uh, fans. Um, I know I, I know a couple that have them. Um, seen them pop up on Instagram. They do that. Um, uh relief cut i don't know what it's called off the top of my head where they they cut out the numbers uh so it's a stacked dial oh yeah and so they 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 the numbers are actually you know sort of laser cut out so it gives it you know the depth the dial depth very cool something very unique they've got a soup you know super unique like handset um but again i mean there's there's a good there's another good example of like the design language is there uh something different something unique it doesn't you know yes it's a field watch in this case the one i'm looking at but it doesn't necessarily like you know you you don't your mind doesn't immediately go to timex and it doesn't immediately go to hamilton um it's something uh something unique yeah absolutely well i mean that's been really interesting conversation you'll have to let us know on the casual watch talk facebook group 
And we're running a... I've decided to switch up the Facebook group, or Chris and I have, and we've started putting subscribers' watches or members' watches as the banner. So head on nice. over to there. We've got Luke's watch up there at the moment. Yeah. He takes some good photos. It's great. He, oh, he takes some amazing photos. Yeah. Um, so head on over to there. Also, leave us a comment in the comment section now you can on YouTube. And thanks for listening if you're listening, and thanks for watching if you're watching. Really appreciate it, and we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.